Patriots Daily is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. My sweet, sweet co-host Kyrie Thompson unfortunately caught the vid. He's out sick today, but I found another one of my beloved pals on the beat. Another member of the CLNS and Pat's Pulpit family, rare combo. Brian Hines is going to join me today while we discuss what we saw at today's downpour of a training camp session. Brian, how we doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Back to back here. I hope people aren't sick of me yet, but uh, let's get I, into I it. Nobody could get sick of you. Look at that face. My favorite face. <laughs> All right. So we'll start off with what everybody loves. Offense. Uh, like I said, very rainy day today. Obviously affected a lot of the players. What did you see today? Maybe we'll start with the quarterbacks. What did you see from Mac Zappi and uh, surprise member of the quarterback rotation today, Malik Cunningham? Yeah, I think that was the biggest, the biggest one from today. Really headline of the practice there because – He's a quarterback on the roster, right? But we haven't seen him throughout the spring, throughout the summer. He hasn't been playing quarterback. So interesting to see him out there today. Looks like maybe that's a little CJ Stroud preparation. And also I bet we see a lot of him in the preseason game Thursday, which will be fun. It's exciting. He was out there running around, showing that athleticism, that elusiveness. So it, it was good to see Cunningham out there. Mac. Not much, not much to take away from it today on uh, Max's part. Thought a lot of 11 on 11, just kind of going through it. It was a regular season practice, it looked mm-hmm. like. So, yeah, not much from there. Zappy wasn't great second day. I, don't, I didn't think he was great. Missing a lot of the easy throws. He struggled, had a few passes bad at the line of scrimmage again. So, not great from him. Mac was whatever but i thought cunningham was kind of the big thing there from from today yeah for sure there was that one move you saw him break out that signature spin in the open field at one point i was like that's it that's That's what's going to get him on the practice squad that's what excites you we don't know what he's going to play but whatever he's doing he's got that dynamic athleticism and there was uh one i thought he had the rollout pass that was pretty good understandably Cunningham's not out there getting a ton of reps at quarterback. He didn't look super comfortable back there. thought there were a couple of times he held onto the ball a little bit too long. Some passes where there wasn't a lot of great accuracy. I guess one point that's kind of going to bleed into receivers as well. He had one errant throw in red zone periods where Kayshawn Booty, accuracy eraser, made the catch of the preseason. Like his fellow LSU Tiger OBJ, Dude went up, extended. Again, the pass was too high. So looking at it, you weren't sure what was going to happen. We're like, all right, probably going to go incomplete. Booty went up, one hand snagged it out of the air behind him and a little too high. Jaw dropper. Everybody in the media was like, ooh, one of those ooh-ah catches. Just crazy. He's been stacking good days. We'll get a little more into him later unless you got something you want to add to that specific play. I mean, it was awesome. <laughs> that was really like, that was awesome. And it's like every day now that he's making one of these catches that you're just like, wow. And yeah. I know it's a long way to go, but you don't want to freak out about one play. But when you have one of these plays every day and we know his potential, obviously, it, it's impressive. So I know Pop Douglas is deservedly got a lot of the hype here but but booty's like he's not going away he's going to make this thing interesting and if he keeps making catches like that then 
he might have a roster case here coming up. So yeah, we're gonna get a little more into uh, the uh, wide receiver battle in a second. Want to go over Mac Jones? Uh, inappropriate comment in the uh, comment section. I, I Mac, let's make it very clear. He didn't have a bad day. There were actually a couple no. of throws I thought were notable. He had one the second day in a row. He had a deep touchdown to Devontae Parker who has very clearly established himself as the best receiver on this roster. Yesterday it was against Jack Jones. Today it was against Isaiah Bolden. Climbed the ladder, made an outstanding catch, uh, like I said, for a deep touchdown. And there was another one that kind of could go a little um, under the radar. It was a crossing route where he put some touch over the linebackers to get it to Mike Kosicki. Kosicki actually mentioned when talking to reporters after practice that Mac did a great job considering the elements putting that touch on the ball so it was a bit easier for him to catch. Uh, so, again, the offensive line was a big part of why, for the past few days and a lot of training camp period, the offense hasn't really been able to function at the highest level. Now, again, I say it's a credit to Mac that he's not out there making a lot of mistakes. Like you said, Zappi was missing a lot of the easy throws. You're not really seeing that from Mac. Like, yeah, there's one or two throws a day where you're like, yeah, he probably could have made that. There was an overthrow to Devontae Parker in red zone period where you're like, all right, yeah, Mac, rein that in a bit. But usually he's hitting the throws he needs to make. You know, he's taking his check downs, just taking what the defense gives him. Uh, but, yeah, for the most part, I'd say Mac was fine today. He had the two highlights. But other than that, he did what he was supposed to do. Um, and then, yeah, Zappy, it was a tough day for him, man. He had the one interception where he tried it. It was kind of weird. The offense was behind the top offensive line um, from what it's been for the past few days. But you had Riley Webb and I believe it was Malik Cunningham out there at receiver. And Zappy tried to put some air on a post route to Webb. Marcus Jones picked it off because that thing was just hanging. You could tell the ball was just up there for too long. Marcus mm -hmm. Jones was just kind of like a punt return waiting on it. Um, and it was behind Webb, picked that one off. And like you said, there were some easy throws that he missed seems like the elements were the factor today. Yesterday it was the paddles where it's hard to really tell what's getting batted and what was just like in the dirt. But it seemed like he was having trouble yesterday when they introduced pads and the quarterbacks had to throw over it where they were simulating the defensive line getting their hands up. And I really don't want to dunk on Zappi. Like he's clearly, based on who he's been playing against, like he's QB2. We know that. He's had a good camp for the most part. But you'd like to see him rebound from a tough couple days. And uh, I guess I'll throw McSorley in the mix. You know, McSorley was McSorley. Nothing too crazy there. Um, offensive line. Let's talk about that, though, because let's lately it's it. <laughs> yeah, it's not looked great, man. So today they did get David Andrews back. He's had it seemed like a couple of veteran days off where James Ferenc was at the center spot. But you had, you know. Connor McDermott, Riley Reef at tackle. At guards, you had Antonio Mafi, who's got, you know, good upside and is an exciting potential replacement for Unwenu down the line, but he's still learning the position relatively. And you don't like to see him getting early snaps necessarily. Cody Rusi, who's really best projected as a center, was getting time at guard. What do you think? And we also also, I'm sorry, talked to Trent Brown after practice. He confirmed his lack of participation has been due to an injury also expressed frustration with the fact that he hasn't been able to participate, but said he's doing everything he can and he expects to be ready for week one. So what do you make of the offensive line situation now and what it might be week one? Yeah, well, right now it's not good. And yeah. <laughs> a lot of the Mac and Zappy stuff today where they were, Mac was running a lot today. He was running mm -hmm. around it and we've seen that really the last two days but that, that's what you expect from an offensive line that's down four starters yesterday, three starters today. You know, you mentioned Trent, 
Cole Strange is still out. Awenu is still in the pup, obviously. So you don't expect it to look great because I don't yeah. think there's an offensive line in the league that you can pull three starters out and it's going to look perfect. Yeah. Maybe maybe Philly just because they're so <laughs> they're so stacked, but right. you don't expect it to look like a well-oiled machine this early, but I'd say when you get that top-end talent back, you hope Trent, kind of a weird situation. He said he's hurt, but he's out there, limited, mm. so doesn't look like anything serious. Cole Strange looks like they avoided something serious there, so it's not great now, but you hope when that top-end talent comes back, they'll look better. But then the question still is that right tackle spot, which has been iffy to say the best early on because you have reef who who's dominant in one-on-ones but then when you flip the switch over to 11s it's not good kind of the same thing for Connor mcdermott at times but yeah so so it's that right tackle spot but the rest of that line if they're healthy not that much of a concern but that right tackle spot will be interesting to watch going forward and you're kind of seeing that worst case scenario if those guys are hurt throughout the throughout the regular season right now we were talking about it. People have been wondering, are the starters going to get a drive maybe in this preseason game? Because the next two weeks they've got joint practices where, you know, Bill says those are more significant than a preseason game because you can control the situations, really get that. Like I said, situational football down pat. We know the Patriots emphasize that. But if they're putting the offensive line they had today out on the field against the Texans pass rush, they probably – Mac Jones – is not safe back there. Like you said, it's not been good in team drills with the Patriots pass rush. They're very good, obviously, but Houston's got some pretty formidable guys as well. So it makes you not so confident that they're going to want to risk putting Mac out there. And then, like you said, the right tackle spot, I've been saying, you can cover up one bad offensive lineman. Almost every single team in the league has to. You know, if it's Riley Reef or Connor McDermott, you try to stay ahead of the chain so that the defense can't pin their ears back and just go after the quarterback. Worst case scenario, you get in like a third and 10 situation. You keep Hunter Henry into chip or running back out of the backfield, you know, helping the tackle out. You can get around that. If you enter the season and say Mike and one who's on pup, that's what really scares you because that's an entire right side of the offensive line. That's got two potential liabilities. Again, it's too early to say what exactly is going to happen. You know, by the week before the season, for all we know, on one who's fine, all these guys are healthy and it's good, but. I mean, the Patriots have a lot of bodies on the offensive line. And really, other than, like you said, Philly, there's not a lot of teams that have the depth to overcome a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. That's just not how football works. Offensive linemen are a rare breed, especially the talented ones. So a situation worth monitoring. Let's get to something a little more fun, the wide receiver position. Uh, It was a tough day for the most part. You saw some guys with drops. As we said, Kayshawn Booty made a great catch. Uh, What were you seeing from the receiver position today? I know Parker had a great day, but the rest of the receiving core was kind of up and down. And obviously, Pop Douglas, we got to talk about him. Let's talk about him. Because he (laughs) – I mean, you were watching the the receiver one-on-ones a little more closely there. But Mm -hmm. I saw him just beat Marcus Jones again like he's been doing all summer. And then I think his other win was against Rodney Randall. And he's doing it quickly you know as we expect with his skill set right he's not throwing all these moves and these one-on-ones he's just one move one cut and and he's open and Mm -hmm. he continues to impress and then on the flip side it was kind of another disappointing day from Taekwon Thornton who's getting open a little bit more still most of his passes are coming from Bailey Zappi but not finishing the plays another kind of quiet day so 
I don't know, some some disappointment there from Taekwondo Thornton again today. Yeah, the Marcus Jones rep you mentioned, I will say to his credit, most of those reps, Pop has smoked him. And I Marcus Jones is a good player. I think that says more about Douglas with his physicality, his quickness, and his burst. This time, Marcus Jones was on his hip. It was a contested catch, yeah. which again, Douglas is showing how good he is. I mentioned on Twitter that as much as his athleticism has popped, his hands are really impressive because you don't see him bobbling things. You don't see him dropping passes. It was one where Marcus Jones had his hand kind of on his arm. Douglas still made a catch near the sideline on a short outbreaking route. So, yeah, Douglas. And then on the one-on-ones, man, Douglas just looking untouchable. No one is tackling him in these drills, which isn't normal. Usually you see guys like Booty and Juju. Like, those are yak guys, but they're throwing stiff arms. And guys are still, especially the cornerbacks, I thought did a better job tackling in these drills, getting those guys to the boundary and forcing them out. But Douglas is just untouchable. And like you said, Tyquan Thornton, I feel, you know, I feel really bad. Like with guys like him and Zappy, these are second year players. They're still trying to find their way. Sometimes guys struggle in year two, they pop in year three. You know, it takes time. So I don't like to rag on them. But Thornton was supposed to have a big role this year. He's a second round pick and people fairly expected a lot from him. He's gotten targets. He's gotten opportunities. And to be fair to him at the same time, he's working a lot with Zappy. A lot of those passes he's gotten haven't been super accurate. Yeah. You saw Zappy twice for two days in a row underthrew him on a corner route where the defender mm-hmm. literally just had to turn around and the pass was incomplete. But you're not seeing the physicality at the catch point that Thornton was showing in college, where college was the same thing. He was getting open deep, but his quarterback wasn't always hitting him in stride, and he had to come through and make a lot of catches with guys who were trying to force the incompletion. You're not really seeing that now. He's coming close, but he's not finishing. Now, again, to his credit, we saw a guy like Kayshawn Booty. That was the story with him early in camp. You saw the athleticism. He's making cool adjustments, but he's not coming down with the catches. So it's early. There's time. But Tyquan Thornton has a lot of ground to make up. And with Kayshawn Booty emerging, like this is probably going to be a two tight end offense. They can't keep six receivers. So that fifth receiver spot looks like there's a real, real contest there with Douglas looking like he's almost a surefire pick for the fifth receiver spot. I'm trying to think of other guys like Devontae Parker, again, was getting open all practice. Um, I thought he had a pretty good session for the most part. Juju, he isn't standing out in these practices, but at the same time, I think that's just his role. Yeah, Yeah, like he's – High volume guy, chain mover, like, you know, he's going to get those sit routes, the crossers where you get it to him. He's going to move the chains. If it's a bad tackling team, he's going to get some chunks and, you know, get more after the catch. But really, he's just going to be the guy that's just, like you said, reliable. Um, And then Kendrick Bourne, he had a few drops. There was one Jack Jones contested catch he had in one-on-ones. Didn't have a great showing early in practice with the rain. Once the rain let up, he caught everything that was thrown his way. So, you know, some positivity there. Um, I thought Gasicki starting to get more involved. Um, did he have, I can't remember, did he have any standout plays? I know he had a few yesterday. He had that great one against Jabril Peppers, which he confirmed was a catch. Got his feet in. Got his feet yep. in. He said Pep had good coverage, but we looked at the film and I had that. So, uh, yeah, so Gasicki's starting to emerge. Hunter Henry is who he is. Reliable guy. Really good red zone target. I think once the season starts, we'll see him downfield more. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say that's a wrap on the receiver position. Now, Amit, let's throw it to our friends at FanDuel. Let's uh, make that money, huh? Football season's about to kick off, and FanDuel's giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can choose your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. 
So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Hope is here. GamblingHelpMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GamesenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. We love you, FanDuel. All right, now... Behinds, this is where you shine. Because like you said, I was focused more on the receiver drills. You were focused on the trenches. And I know Barmore had a very impressive rep that he was asked about after practice. What happened there? He, Cody Rusi, and he hit him with the, the counter hump move that he liked to call it. And he threw him out the club. He just, <laughs> Cody Rusi was on his backside. It, it was pretty dominant. And, and Barmore had a good day. That rep, he had that, that pass break up at the line of scrimmage. So, He's looking like his disruptive self, and we asked him about it too, like that consistency. Let's see it all three down player. That's what you kind of want to see from him going forward here because if you add a consistent Christian Barmore to that that pass rush, that that's going to be scary. And mm-hmm. You know what you got and Judon. You hope Uche can be that consistent guy too across from him and then throw Keon White, Dietrich Wise. If you get a Christian Barmore in there, that, that, that's going to be a scary duo. And then, you know, we mentioned, you know, Reef looked good in the, the one-on-ones again, but then kind of takes a step back in 11s. He had two more wins in one-on-ones. Same with Connor McDermott, two more wins in one-on-ones, but they both didn't look as great in 11s. So mm. still just something to monitor as you go there. And then I think one of the most underrated guys in these one-on-ones in the trenches this, this summer really has been Daniel Aquale. He's just kind of beaten everyone who, who lines up across from him. And, and he's always been a like just a really unheralded kind of depth pass rusher there. He stepped in yeah. for Barmore last year, and I thought he was awesome. So good to kind of see him just keep stacking these wins kind of together and both those guys. Because if, if you get one more consistent pass rushing presence up the middle there, it's going to be nightmares for opposing offenses. I like hearing that about Equale because, like you said, he's a guy that doesn't get a lot of attention, but he's played a lot more snaps than I think Patriots yeah. fans realize. Been a consistently good pass rusher for them. I would say last year I thought was his best year as a run defender, where he is a bit of an undersized guy, especially for somebody who plays a lot of nose tackles specifically. Now, when these run drills, like when you don't have uh, any taper or any replays to go off of, like today no. was a padded practice. So, you know, there was runs and things like that. It's tough to see what exactly is going on. And they're not really trying to bring anybody down in these practices. But uh, yeah, really good to hear about Equale. What did you see from the Patriots secondary today? I know we spoke to Marte Mapu. He got some questions about his versatility. Guys, they call him a linebacker. He, li- he um, goes through drills with defensive backs, lines up all over the backfield. Uh, what did you- And Jack Jones, as we mentioned earlier, had a breakup in one-on-ones. He's led the Patriots' uh, defense in passes broken up. He's had a really, really good camp. Stepping up with Jonathan Jones, another guy who's been getting some veteran days off. What are you seeing from the defense in the uh, back end? Yeah, so Mapu just keeps lining up everywhere. Anywhere that they can physically put him, it looks like they're putting him besides like the defensive line. So, And, and he already said after practice that it's kind of like the game's slowing down from him from the spring even. So it looks like a really 
just smart, instinctive player. And the fact that they're doing this so early with him and he's still in a red non-contact jersey, it, it just seems like once he sheds that, he's going to be right into the mix with that that kind of first team, which I think he should be. I, I'm excited for that. Just a skill that they really haven't had on their defense in a few years that they've kind of been searching for. You think of guys like Cam McGrone who have been in here, mm-hmm. that like sideline to sideline skill set that they haven't been able to find, but it looks like they might have found it here. And then you mentioned Jack Jones. They have all the opportunities in the world to kind of, you know, punish him, make him rep with the second team, but he's out there with opposite Christian Gonzalez. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't look like they're really going to punish him. Like they haven't been afraid to put Isaiah Bolden with the ones technically, yeah. but it, it was Jack Jones for most part of the day. Pretty, you know, Jack Jones performance, right? He had a few pass breakups. He got beat a few times. What you kind of expect from that, you know, ball hawking play style. But then the other Jones, Marcus Jones, I thought he, he got beat by pop at one ones but everyone gets beat by pop at one ones But I thought he had one of his best practices of the summer. He had that interception. He had another pass breakup, uh, uh, Trey Nixon, Trace McSorley, mm-hmm. I believe. So good to kind of see him kind of have a bounce back day. And that, that was kind of where I was at with the secondary. No John Jones again today. So it kind yeah. of looked like veterans rest going on there. But, yeah, some good stuff from the secondary. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. We mentioned John Jones wasn't available. Also, Miles Bryant was has been the main slot guy the past couple of days. I know he catches a lot of ire for Patriots fans yesterday. Like we said, Pop beats everybody. He's been dusting Marcus Jones. He had a rep against Miles Bryant yesterday. They went about as well as you'd expect. Uh, but I will take this time to say that Miles Bryant, when you use him in zone coverage when he is in the slot, he's a very reliable player for them. He's smart. He reads coverages extremely well, and that's a role where it's not easy to play because not only do you have key run-stopping responsibilities, where he's also very good, these receivers have two-way goes. So there are times where you saw against like that game that everybody thinks of against the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie just beating them all day on crossing routes. After that, McCourty said, I was tweeting about it during the game that like maybe you help the guy who's covering somebody who's significantly faster than him. And McCourty said, yeah, we did have an adjustment. That was on us. We kind of hung him out to dry. You saw last year when he was covering Isaiah McKenzie, Patriots adjusted. They started using a different coverage where when they get those crossing routes, Devin McCourty is cutting the crossing route. Miles Bryant replacing the middle of the field. And Bryant's intelligence and his ability to play multiple positions, give him the versatility to play safety. You know, I, I personally would love Marcus Jones to be in that role. I think John Jones, once he's on the field in passing situations, is going to be the slot guy. But I think they really want a veteran in that position who understands, can make those adjustments on the fly, can communicate with the defense, do all the things that's required. Because if you get a young guy out there who's not super confident, mm-hmm. doesn't understand the ins and outs of that position – it could be bad news bears in a secondary that's very heavily reliant on that communication. They're giving Marcus Jones some of those opportunities, but uh, yeah, Miles Bryant didn't have any bad plays today in that role. So just want to, you know, any chance I get to uh, be a Miles Bryant, truth no, one, I to take it. no one wants to hear it, but he's going to be here and he deserves to be here because I mean, you mentioned it. He's a, such a smart football player. Like the little things that, you don't see whether it's like passing a defender off or, you know, making that play with McCordy that you just kind of referenced. He's a smart player. It's just yeah. don't put him in situations where he needs to win with his, you know, physical abilities and, and he's fine. So you'd like to see Marcus Jones, you know, in those 
if they're against a guy like Isaiah McKenzie in the slot. But uh, yeah, Miles Bryant's going to be here. He's, he's probably going to be on the field. And, and he kind of deserves it because I think he's a good player. He's a really smart player, and they really like him. Also an off-season award winner, which yeah. Belichick said is a lot of factors. It's weight room. It's leadership. It's classroom communication. Very honestly, this might be kind of out there, but he seems like someone who's taken on a pretty significant leadership role with this team. And with Devin McCourty being gone, there's a bit of a void in terms of captainship in that secondary. Obviously, guys like Peppers are stepping up. Adrian Phillips is a very respected veteran. Miles Bryant, an undrafted free agent who is still playing significant factor on this team. We'll see what happens, but I do think he's in for maybe not a bigger role on the field necessarily. Yeah. I think they've got the depth that he doesn't have to play. Like he could play free safety in certain packages. He can play the slot when you're in zone. You know, switch it up a little bit, but I do think he's someone they really value in their locker room. Now, Brian, this is your time to shine. All right, you know what's happening. We're talking special teams, everybody's favorite subject, but one that you in particular are an expert on. And today, unfortunately, I know you're a big fan of the rookies because the rookies have been killing it. But today was a big Nick Folk day. The first big Nick Folk day that we've seen in quite some time. Although, again, Chad Ryland, the rookie kicker, has been pretty good. What did you see from Nick today? Big kick Nick. He was pretty good, honestly. It was I had him four for five, all in that 44, 47-yard range. Mm. Missed one left, so no distance issues today. He also hit one from 50, but there wasn't like a live rush, just mm -hmm. snapper holder. But in the rain, wet conditions, the fact that he wasn't, you know, short, he had plenty of leg in the and those distances was good to see. Behringer was the holder, smooth operation all around. Now I, I'm still going Ryland. He's my guy. He's got plenty of the, like the height and the distance is just so much far superior than Falk, but He's not going down without a fight, and he had a pretty pretty good day today in, in those conditions. Yep. Did you see who was holding for him today? Was it Behringer? Because I know Behringer what? started holding yeah. for Ryland. It was him. Yep. Also a credit to the rookie. Holding is not easy in those conditions, especially a young guy. There's a lot of pressure on you. He's trying to win a job, beat out Corliss Waitman, not only as the punter, but again, if he gets that job, he's going to have a few roles. What did? Was there much punting today? Was there anything that you thought was notable from that spot? There was a lot of side field punting, no real competitive team drill punting. So not a not a great look at those guys. They opened with some, you know, goal line, you know, backed up on the goal line punts, right. but nothing nothing you could really take away from that. But I mean, on the side side fields, both those guys, Waitman too, give him a shout out. They they have some mm -hmm. really strong legs, but yeah, I mean, Behringer had won it in the warm ups or it was just a side field session late in practice, probably from like 40, 50 yards out. It literally came down, it bounced on the one and then back and then just took a one yard backspin to the two. It, it was, I know you guys were all looking at the, you know, the offense <laughs> two minute drill, but I was watching Barringer on the side and my jaw dropped on that punt. So <laughs> that, that was, he, he's awesome. He's awesome. Seriously, everybody at practice, like Brian is who we all go to. For all this information, he it's extremely valuable to have somebody with the presence of mind. Like, I'm a rookie out there. I'm trying to see, you know, a million different things, hone my vision. But, Brian, man, he's locked in on the things that matter. Special and, teams. Between and the Barth. Give Barth a shout-out for and the Barth. hang time. He's got the hang Alex time. Alex Barth. So. Yeah. He's the per first person we always go to for those hang time tweets. I try to retweet them anytime I can. 
I don't know how he does it, man. He's fantastic at that. Brian, I know you've been going for like an hour straight right now, so I'm going to be sensitive to your time. We're almost out of here. I will mention one more thing for special teams, someone to look out for. I mentioned this with you, Calvin Munson. Now, I'm not sure people are even familiar with necessarily who he is. Depth linebacker, about like 240 pounds. Now, the reason I think, one, he kind of flashed on my radar because he's been in not only a lot of core special teams units where a lot of guys you kind of expect are probably going to make the roster – Munson was somebody who really slides under the radar, but he's also gotten a decent amount of reps with the defense. He faced Mac Jones, I believe it was a couple days ago, on more reps than I expected. And with the defense no longer having Raekwon McMillan, who is more of that, you know, he's hyper-athletic, but he's also more of a big-body guy who can stack and shed. Although Mac Wilson has gained more weight He's not really that guy. Mac Wilson's someone who you want to win with speed and athleticism. The size will help, but he's not quite that downhill thumper that you get from a Bentley or a Jelani Tavai. And you don't want those two guys playing every single early down snap. And in addition, Raekwon McMillan was a core special teamer, especially on punt. You'd see him a lot of the time as the tackle, where he's a big body who just protects the punter, makes sure those other uh, rushers aren't able to get through. So, in your roster projections, I'm working on them right now. Maybe this is a little preview for what's to come on uh, the channel. But Calvin Munson, for all those fans at home, a name to watch. All right, now, again, Brian, thank you so much for joining us, man. You have been fantastic. Appreciate your brilliant insights. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. We will see you on Friday. Patriots have their preseason game against the Texans on Thursday. So, I'll have the film. Finally, I will have film to break down. I've been going nuts. You know, I've been talking about it for like a week straight. Like, just give me some film to break down where I can say definitively what I'm talking about um, to the best of my knowledge. But uh, thank you all for tuning in. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. 